Hey there, you are listening to With the Frames by Diana Miroslava. Enjoy. Hello friends, welcome, welcome. This is the episode number three of my podcast, We The Frainers. I'm really happy because today I have a very, and the first guest in the program. Uh, she's a really good friend to me. Uh, we have met now for a year now. Uh, she worked in the same company as me and we became closer. And probably we'll tell you a little bit more about our friendship later on the go. Uh, but yeah, this is Ali. Hi, Ali. Hello. Hi, Miros. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm extremely happy to have you here. <laughs> Thank you for inviting. I'm really excited to be on your first episode. No, the first guest of your podcast. Obviously. You gotta, it, it gotta be you, of course. <laughs> so, are you nervous about... Yes, I am. <laughs> this is my first ever uh, audio recorded. So, I guess WhatsApp can count as an audio recorded, right? Yes, yes. So imagine you are putting together all of your audio. Yeah, uh, I will try my best. So I would like to start, I don't know if you can introduce yourself, like tell us a little bit about you, like where you're from, your background, that kind mm -hmm. of things. Yeah, sure. Um, so hello everyone, uh, I'm Ali. I was born and raised in China and I've been Uh, living and working in UK for three years, three and a half years now. Wow. Yeah. And me and Miros, we work in the same company and yeah. Is this the first uh, foreign country that have you lived in? Um, no. Um, so for me, I... Um, so before moving to UK, I studied in Australia before for two and a half years for my bachelor study. Yeah, and before that, I have the several traveling experience, but not so much abroad. Okay. Oh, wow. That's cool. So we have a foreigner in experience. That's really cool. I would like to to take a few steps back and <clears throat> place ourselves in your childhood. Um, when you were a child, do you just like to travel either like in China or other countries or? Well, unfortunately. The answer is no, because in China, like uh, in Chinese culture, we are told to work hard and study hard. So we didn't have time for me. Like when I was little, uh, my family just asked me to work and study hard in order to get a high grade. So didn't get a chance to travel around during some winter vacations or summer vacations. I just uh, like study <laughs> really yeah so you are not allowed like to chill or like yeah, have holidays that's, that's most of the case wow so how came to your mind you know like travel or i don't know like if you see on the movies or you starting like reading books like what gives you this idea of traveling around the world yeah Um, I think the chance was during my second year when I studied in a, a single British university in China, like during the summer holiday, I went for 
a global volunteering program. So I went to Sri Lanka where I met people from all of the countries. So it was my first time abroad and also was a long traveling. And um, well, that was an eye-opening experience where I get to know, wow, there are so many different cultures and different backgrounds of people. Yeah, that kind of experience led me to transform my degree uh, transfer my bachelor's degree into Australia uh, University of Sydney where I started all over again and just want to have more um, eye-opening and abroad experience and in Sri Lanka I don't know if you mentioned but how long do you stay there oh that was like seven weeks long okay and you, you would say like those seven weeks change your life somehow right yeah, so before I went to Sri Lanka, I got the chance to uh, like study in the UK, which is University of Liverpool, because that was my university has the uh, like cooperation, cooperation relationship with. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to go because I didn't have the, this plan of going abroad in my life before. But after going to um, Sri Lanka for that trip, um, that really opened my mind and I want to experience something different. So I made my decision and traveled to a whole new country on my own. So you would say like Sri Lanka make like to having this dream of living abroad or you would feel yeah. like just like traveling, continue traveling? I think it was like a trigger, like eye opening experience for me because before I kind of just living in um, China. I never traveled abroad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Did you met? You said like a lot of people from all, from other countries, right? Like yeah. Do Do you have still friends from that experience? Yeah, we still had connections, and I still keep in touch with them. Uh, some of um, the friends stay in Sri Lanka. They are locals, and some friends are from Southern America. Uh, like Canada, Europe, etc. Yeah, we become good friends. That's really cool. And uh, after this trip, I guess you came back to, to, to China, to your hometown. Did you talk to your parents about this? Like telling them like, oh, I experienced this. Now I want to continue like uh, knowing the world. What did I think about when you came and talked to them? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I kind of express my interest of studying abroad while I explore more around the world and my parents were extremely supportive back then and they also think um, like um, Australia, Australia has high quality education um, where my mom would just want to uh, provide me with better, uh, better educational opportunities mm -hmm. yeah i see and i i just wanted to ask you as well like in, in which in which moment of your life you study started studying like english because it seems oh. like you've been using obviously the language now yeah a lot of years now right yeah um so in china we started to learn english like we started to have english lessons when we were the third year of primary school um 
But I think when I first got abroad, like the first travel experience I had in Sri Lanka, I don't think back then my English was sufficient for me to to have daily conversations because the, the English we learned back in school was just like um, like you learn on papers. You don't really use them in conversations, like speaking scenarios. Yeah, for example, with me when I study English in school back in Mexico, or I I went also to private schools. I felt like the conversation, you know, for practice, it was like really, you know, like a small talks, like the usual, how are you, uh, you yeah. know, like tell about your family. And when I have the very first experience of talking to someone outside of Mexico, it was really difficult for me, like to find the words. Yeah, because you like the. The, the the course you had English course you had is like there's a template if somebody asks you how are you you would say I'm fine thank you and you if if like the counterparty answer different things you will completely got lost and you will also will be nervous when you first speak um, your second language which you are not familiar of yeah and probably most of the times when you are studying English I don't know about you but it's for very specific like situations in your life and when it comes to talk about other stuff you don't even know like the word right yeah vocabulary yeah, yeah. For, for me it was really difficult to, try yeah, to, to yeah. talk to people yeah I think language really takes time and for my first few years I think for my first two and a half year in Australia I still feel like there's language barriers for me it was hard for me to build connections with local people using English but as time passed by uh, when I came to London where I had a group of class friends who are also coming from different countries around the world obviously we use English uh, in our daily conversations and we become good friends quite quickly that really helped me to improve my uh, oral like speaking English I think it really takes time and practice. Yeah, definitely. And it's something that you need to get used to it. Like, for example, in Mexico, I would use the language, but just for in the work environment. And yeah. In that in that matter, I did improve a lot when I joined the company. Mm -hmm. But obviously, after left like my 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 office, uh, I would use Spanish and I would talk to my friends, my family now and. Moving into London for me is like now I need to use the language yeah. for everything. Yeah, use your language also in life settings, not just professional settings. Yeah, I don't know how was it for you, but for me, the very first weeks and the first two months, I think, uh, when I got in here, I didn't even want to talk to people because <laughs> I was afraid that people wouldn't understand me. And because sometimes happened to me, like they didn't understand me sometimes or I wouldn't understand them. So yeah, that happened to me as well. So I remember um, when I first in, in the first few years abroad, when I tried to make calls to, to some customer service, uh, like flight companies, for example, I was so nervous to talk, even talk to a customer representative. I need to write down the script in order to help me to overcome the language barrier. But now, nowadays, I just don't care. <laughs> I mean, customer <laughs> service in, in, in every language, sorry guys, but they sometimes they are not really too good. Like, you know, even in Mexico, my dad will get like angry with the customer service on the phone uh -huh. because they speak really fast. Like they have a script, as you said, 
and they they you know seem like robots just repeating words yeah and sometimes like even in your own language you don't understand yeah let, let, let alone english yeah yeah true and also uh i i think um like talking to customer service is also a good way to learn english <laughs> <laughs> yes free and accessible <laughs> And also, you experience the high speed of talking. That's a really good. That's a really good piece of advice. Now, now that you mentioned, I think the very first time that I experienced uh, talking to a, a customer service person, it was in my very first days because I was expecting uh, my laptop and everything uh -huh. from from Accenture, and I needed I think something else. I don't even recall what. And I called customer service, and I didn't understand a word. <laughs> A word, and now I recently had a problem with my modem, and I call customer service. And even though like I struggle a bit, now I feel I'm more comfortable like talking to these people. So yeah, yeah, guys, do it. Talk to customer service <laughs> as much as you can. Okay, uh, you have been mentioned a lot about Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to know about how Australia uh, started from being a possibility, and then like in turn out like your next home, like. What does it take uh, for you, you know, like apply for uh, for a school, uh, what papers, or all of, you know, like all of that process, probably not in that detail, but, you know, how, how was it for you? Was it easy to get all the papers together to move? And... Moving into Australia, I think I just followed the process of um, the, the university's website uh, of a list of materials they need basically like script, language test results, um, yeah, and visa requirements, etc. It was quite natural for me to uh, prepare those materials and. Then the school, like I guess, like they guide you through all the steps, right? Yes. Oh, super easy then. <laughs> That's cool. And what was your overall experience? You would say, uh, in Australia. Um, like you make a lot of friends easily and you felt homesick when you first arrived like yeah um so definitely first uh, i felt homesick when i first arrived uh, but i was lucky that i went to australia with my one of my best friends she was also uh, doing the transfer kind of process together with me uh, so we lived started our new life together in australia and yeah i think the whole in terms of the whole experience in australia it was more so i put myself in a student like kind of position where i went to library a lot and like basically took every opportunity to find the subject that i am passionate about so yeah and in terms of making friends I think most of my friends back then in Australia were mainly um, who the people who has who have the same similar background as me, like people who study abroad from China. It was a little bit hard for me to build connections with local people in Australia, as I said, because of language barriers and cultural barriers, etc. Now that you mentioned culture barriers, what, what are the some culture barriers that you face in Australia? When I was in Australia, I think the 
uh, the culture barrier we talked about, or is mainly that we grew up with different backgrounds and I didn't get to know about the local uh, kind of Australian culture because I tend to stay with people having similar like racial backgrounds, uh, same uh, culture backgrounds, the same as me uh, from China, etc. or like East Asia. Okay, so mo most of your friends you would say they, they were like either Chinese or, or Asian people? Yes, that's true. Oh, that's fine. Um, what about food? Like, yeah. Did, um, you, did you taste a lot of like Australian food? What's, uh, I don't even know what the Australian food is. Well, uh, so in Australia, you get the chance to taste f really fresh and delicious food from all over the world. Probably there's not, nothing uh, too, too much going on with some European cuisines, but there's definitely a lot of good restaurants uh, um, for Asian foods like Vietnamese food, Thai food, Indian foods. I think it just take, take, takes the advantage of geographical locations where it's next to Asia. That's really cool. Um, I think you mentioned earlier, you live in Sydney, right? Yeah. And did you travel, I mean, in that time that you live in Australia, did you travel to other cities or countries? Like. Yeah, Um. so I traveled to some major cities in Australia, like Melbourne, Brisbane, Gold Coast. But when I th think back now, I am so regret that I didn't travel too much. Like, um, like Southern Australia, I didn't get chance to watch different, like to go there and see different sceneries. Yeah, I just, well, if if I get chance to become a student again, I probably will take more time travel. Now I realize how precious the time is when you can travel freely and yeah. <laughs> so you, you you think you ever uh, come back to to Australia someday? Yes, definitely. Um, for travel, that's for sure. And I'm also thinking about going back to live and work. Because as I mentioned, the closest friend I had, she's still staying in Australia. So I'm hoping to unite with her uh, in the future. So when, when, when you were living there while studying in Australia, did you find a moment or did you see yourself living there forever? Like you would think like as Australia, not now, but back on those years. Yeah. Uh, but, well, back on those years, I think I didn't think too much on living there for foreseeable future. As I said, I was like a student and all I wanted to do back then was um, like try to take in all the knowledge of the university can offer and then I didn't think too much. Maybe I will go back to China back then to work or maybe I will go to another country for my master's studies. Mm, makes sense. But now you think like it will be great to, to go back and Australian. Yeah. And work, you said. Yes. Uh, Australia is uh, like, 
do you think it's a, it's a country that give you a lot of opportunities you know like in terms of work you know Accenture has offices in Australia uh-huh. oh I didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> and also I just miss the weather and the beach so much in Australia <laughs> so that's why I want to go back work and leave okay so you are more like a person who prefers hot weather yeah tropical weather <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's cool what was the weather like then it was really hot like all year long in australia yeah in in sydney it was like um most of time of the year are summer probably like two months are winter times and there's no seasons in between so it's just like summer, summer and winter all long. okay that sounds like my hometown <laughs> <laughs> okay that's cool and wh- what about your hometown it's it the weather tropical as well or or what well <laughs> my hometown is famous for snows and ice so it has oh. a um, name called s city where we have temperatures like lower than minus 30 degrees that's i guess that's why i want to live in a tropical weather forever <laughs> i mean i would imagine that someone who grew up in such a weather like such cold weather yeah we prefer the same like environment no you it's... will get sick of cold weather and you want to live in in the sun and <laughs> in the hot weather forever okay might as well you can also go to mexico <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to so i wanted to know what happened after your time in australia was over like i know you were like in university but uh, i don't know what happened like You're, they tell you like your time is over you need to go back to china to finish school or yeah actually before i graduated from my bachelor i already started to apply for master degrees in the uk and okay so you knew <laughs> right away uk is my new my new home yeah i feel like back then um so i finished the uh, uh, two different majors in australia Uh, in, in my bachelor where I feel like I found my the major that I'm really passionate about which is business analytics and I feel like if I just go like go directly into job um, I didn't have enough knowledge I still want to deepen my skills and knowledge in this major in this field that's why I want to continue a master degree That's really interesting because when I finished university, uh, you know, I was like in between, like, I was not really sure, like, either I wanted to work or study a master. A lot of people will have like opposite ideas. People will tell me like, yeah, you need to work so you can have like experience, you're really young, and you get money, <laughs> etc. Whereas other people would tell me like, it was important to have a master degree so I can be, I don't know, And specialist in a very specific you know area in in my in my in my career with my major because I'm a mechatronics and the mechatronics engineers you know we know a bit of electronic computer that kind of thing but I don't know I think I was drive to <laughs> to get money and and travel I always wanted to travel and I left home when I was 18 so i knew that if i wanted to continue traveling i need money and yeah definitely money i could only get that for from from work yeah that's true i definitely agree with you on 
like take some time when you find where where your true passion is and then further your study in that field and uh, you need some time like whether it's like doing some um, actual work in that field in order to figure out what you really want and then you go back to university you can always go back to university anytime but for me i think it was kind of i so i did several internships in this area about data and analysis so i kind of sure that that's the area i want to go into all of these internships did you do did you do it in in, in australia as well no i did it in china but so that, that that was after you finished your time in australia no it was in the between in between of studies like during holidays okay I, I just wanted like, you know, connect all of the dots. So you finished your time in Australia. I guess you went back to China just to put together your papers and get your degrees, right? Yeah. But you already knew, like, you were not staying in China. Yes. Yes, that's right. And at that moment, you already knew you were moving yeah. my, to the... My next destination is UK. UK. Yeah. Why the UK? Like, I mean, <laughs> Europe is... I mean, not Europe in general, but like, like the war is big, right? So... Yeah. What made you decide to live in the UK? Well, um, that it has some personal reasons because back then my uh, my boyfriend at that time was also studying and um, then staying here work in UK and he told me there were lots of opportunities in London as its financial hub across the world. Um, and it's international, blah, 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 which is completely different from Australia, where you need uh, to get PR, permanent residence, in order mm -hmm. to send, click the, the button of send application to jobs. So, yeah, I just want to, like, explore more work opportunities after study. So back then, UK seems like a good option for me. And how long, how long was your master's? It's like a two years, right? No, there's also, also the length of, this, of study in UK for master is also one of the reasons why I chose here. Because in UK, you, um, the master study is only one year usually. Oh, Whereas really? in China, it takes about two years time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in Mexico, the same and, and a few others, I don't know, like universities in the world two years generally yeah so uk has the faster track if you want to do the job with less time come to uk that's really cool so what what master uh, degree did you study oh it was the uh, major in business analytics from cas business school which is top two business school in uk and now I changed its name into Bayes Business School. And do, do you see a, a gap or differences in the system education if you compare the UK, Australia, and, and, and China? Um, so in terms of system, um, one, find, one, one finding I discovered the difference of, the, of different uh, of, um, educational system across three countries is that Australia has more flexible inter, uh, flexible course system where every, where every semester 
you are free to pick up some courses uh, across different departments. For example, if you are a business school student, you have some free credits every semester you can pick up. If you are interested in statistics, then you are free to pick a statistics course in Department of Math. Or if you want to study computer science, you can pick up a computer science cl class from Department of IT. I even studied a, a, a class of German in Australia, in, in University of Sydney. So I oh, think wow, you, you, you speak German as well. <laughs> Guten Tag. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, those That's were the, the German. Only, uh, only thing I remember now. <laughs> and what about the UK? Like, or in the UK, you had a fixed, you know, program. Yeah, I think UK has fixed um, program, where you are not so free to choose the course you wanna study. If you don't like it, you need to switch your major, which is another fixed program. Um, now. After, I mean, you, you live in Australia, you said two years, two years and a half? Two and a half years, yeah. When you move into UK, having th that previous experience of being a foreigner in Australia, was it easier for you to settle down in, in London? Or was it again like starting over and doing this new thing of moving abroad for the first time or? Oh, well, I think definitely the experience I had in Australia made my experience starting in UK easier as I got used to living abroad on my own and also make friends quickly and also back then I started as a student in in London in UK where there's like a set environment you have you are together with a bunch of uh, students who had who are around same similar age as you and you go you do similar activities like go to classes do the coursework together so it's easy to make friends and yeah it will make uh, living in UK life much easier your, your friends in London were uh, like or have the, the, the same like similar background as you or do, do you like expand your your social circle well i think that's a attractive uh, point of living in london is that it is so inclusive and and diverse where you will meet people from all over the world again um, so in my master it is definitely more div diverse in the class uh, classes i had in australia where uh, i met people from uh, like middle east european countries Asian countries, so I expanded my um, friend zones into like different across different cultures. So I, I guess like when you move into London, I think you mentioned this already, like you have this idea of a study and then like work, right? After finishing your master. Was it easy to, to get a job? Uh it was definitely not easy to get a job in land. <laughs> Why not? But, um, so when I studied in 2019, uh, there was no like PSW visa like nowadays you have, which is post-study working visa. You will get automatically two years work visa extension. Well, back then in 2019, there was none. So you have to 
and also the recruitment cycle started like the, the end of the year, which is almost at the start of the master year. So if you want to like get a job offer when you graduate the next year around April to August time, you probably need to prepare um, job applications when you first start your when you first came to this country and start your work start your study. Oh my god. Yeah. O otherwise you do you just finish your master and you have no Yeah, if you finish your master and then you think about finding a job, uh, that wouldn't fit into the recruitment cycle uh, as there were a lot of requirements on getting a work visa. It will be much easier if you on um, you are on a student visa and then transfer before it expired, transfer to work visa. Okay, I see. And um what had made you decided now to live so many years in, in, in London? I mean, I, I bet you get a great, great job opportunities, but what makes London, you know, like a place to live in? Um, I think it's definitely the lifestyle and also the openness about this city. So when I say lifestyle, it means um, I like everything living in London, including the work I do, um, the friends group that I have where I can turn onto them when I have when I need support and also like the hobbies that I can do. Um, for example, I like doing badminton and yoga after work and like my current work uh, here will give me the chance and the time to allow me to develop those hobbies outside of working hours whereas i don't think that will be possible uh, it will be challenging if i do the same in china because the working hours so long i i probably won't have time to develop those hobbies and also um i love london because it has so much to offer so i i'm into um uh, galleries and museums every week if you want to explore a new museum or a gallery there's always something you haven't put your foot into put your feet into mm -hmm. so something new you will discover one of the things i love about london is like it has so many parks and hills I'm not the yeah. most like fitness person, but you know, like to see the trees or sit on the grass and yeah. just enjoy the weather. Like yeah, I... true. So I think it will be hard to find second city where you have such prosperous uh, financial like hubs where you will also find a peaceful park to chill and take some rest. It's just the balance of hectic life and the peaceful life. What is your favorite season in London? I love summer, no matter if it's London or <laughs> everywhere else in the world. I just love summer. It's it's really funny though, you know, like how can you enjoy summer like in these tropical weathers as Mexico or Australia, right? And enjoying summer in a city as London, you know, like it's really amazing for me, like, um, when it's, you know, a sunny day or mm -hmm. it's really hot to see a lot of people outside, like, 
Yeah. People even like, I don't know, shirtless or uh, I don't know, like a lot of restaurants, yeah. rooftops and even yeah. a, a lot of like activities, events. Yeah, I think that's also one of the culture difference I discovered where I think people in UK here, they tend to do more face to face communications and build connections with friends and families during weekends or after working hours whereas in china i feel like people like to play video games i'm, I'm i mean i'm talking about young people or they play some card indoor or go into shopping malls which is completely different here people enjoy outdoor activities yeah definitely i mean that this is this is me definitely the the lifestyle that i enjoy as well even though Um, obviously it was really difficult for me to move into a city in the middle of the pandemic and I have been told like if I move here like say uh, a year before the pandemic it would have been like a different experience because London and you will tell me now was completely a different city before before the pandemic I don't know if now it has to become now it's going back to normal it's going back to pre-pandemic you will see like event uh, venues are full of people and tubes are also packed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that more and more now that I'm going to the office. Like, yes, the train in the morning is so, so busy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel sometimes, I mean, not as busy as in Mexico City, I would say, but yeah, you would definitely love London's tubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Do you think, uh, I mean, I know you mentioned earlier that in, in Australia you didn't have like cultural barriers, but do you think in here you have faced those barriers in terms of language of culture? Or do you feel like you had no problem at all with that and you just went with the flow? I think for now, after being abroad for like almost six years, I don't think there's like um, every day, I don't think there's like everyday culture shock experience to me. I get used to living in a uh, like new environment where you will be more open-minded to some changes or like some differences you will observe. But if I go back to China, probably I will experience some reverse culture shock. <laughs> I'll be, feel like I, I won't get used to Chinese like working cultures or like life, living styles. I think I, I kind of like relate a bit, a bit on that. I mean, specifically probably, this is maybe silly, in terms of food. I went to Mexico last December and, you know, Mexican food is really like spicy and have a lot of like ingredients condiments i got ill you know i have like a stomach <laughs> illness that's and, reverse food culture shock yeah i mean and i was so annoyed because i wanted to eat more you know because I, I i love the food obviously from my hometown specifically and and i couldn't like i was i was literally i was so ill that i couldn't eat as much as i wanted and that was right like, really shocking for me and the other thing that I'm seeing like is changing for me in the last year is like because I'm using the English language more and more. I feel like I'm 
kind of like not forgetting the my, my, my first language but you know I just feel like more comfortable yeah saying the words in English or I don't know like I can even like not find the words in Spanish yeah have you experienced true. that yeah actually when I studied I think um, like when you speak English more and more in specific settings you will tend to use those words when you communicate for example like essay essay like or writing a report or doing presentations when you want to translate that into Chinese that's it's like a little bit uh, hard like I would say so yeah definitely some words you will get used to use in English if you use it in daily settings did you still use your Chinese language I mean, like, regularly? <laughs> yes, of course. When I talk to my families and also the friends I have um, in London are Chinese, uh, we talk in Chinese. Oh, okay, so you are not, definitely not, not, not forgetting the language. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, As that's you can good. tell, my English is not so good. Nah. I mean, you still have accent. I think it's good to have accent, you know, like... Mm. Obviously, when you're learning English, and my, my dad will tell me the same, like try to emulate you know like the accent and the pronunciation and i can try sometimes and i don't know sometimes i may may uh, make fun of yeah. the accent of the british accent because i tried like to emulate but i cannot do it yeah and people have told me like don't try too hard you know like yeah that's true just do it as you want to and at the end of the day i think people are able to understand you right so yeah and also having an accent means you speak another language which is your precious asset like you're you you can that's so cool that you know one more language than english right? yeah definitely a lot of people i don't know about you but a lot of people and friends have told me like they don't imagine or they don't see themselves like working abroad in a I, foreign country in a foreign country a and a different language, language yeah yeah like it's really difficult like. yeah and also uh, talking about accent um i think i was uh, i was also too shy to speak english because of my accent in australia but nowadays i just don't care i'm chinese i'm having chinese accent uh that's like fair enough and that's normal right you can't expect expect me to speak british english or american english <laughs> And I think English is more about fluency that you can make people understand and also the content that you talk about. Like in the world, there's not only British accent or American accent. There's like Singaporean accent. The Indian Malaysian accent. Malaysian accent, Indian accent. Yeah, it's just, it's about the content, as I said, like, and the fluency. But yeah, I, I agree. Like accent kind of like gives you identity. I mean, like, yes, identity. Like, where are you from? You yes. know, like, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm Mexican. I'm, I'm Latino. So I'm proud to be Chinese. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's beautiful. Okay, so I would like to wrap up the uh, today's episode with you, Ali, um, asking you a few questions. What is the best lesson learned? Uh, that you have had uh, after living so many years abroad? So the lessons I learned are be open-minded and be fearless. Be open-minded means getting to know other people's stories, 
getting to know other people's cultures and background, build genuine connections with them, the different experiences they have and you get to know will also bring so much new perspective to your life and you will feel like your lifespan just got broadened. And be fearless means that if you want to do something in your life, just do it without thinking too much, without holding yourself self back. Or I had moments regretting myself transferring my whole degree into Australia, starting all over again, if that wastes so many years of my time, or go into another country and firstly start some job that maybe I'm not so passionate about. I, I was just so regret about all those years. I was worried if I wasted my years, but just be fearless. Just go experience what you want to do and you will not alone and you will always learn something new along the road and also meet people on the road. That's really beautiful what you're saying. Um because probably that's why we became like really close like both of us uh, even though we came from different backgrounds uh, we are both like open mind to build new relationships uh, especially because we are so far away from home um, we've been able to experience you know like uh, each of the cultures like you have taken me to Cantonese restaurants, I have taken you to Mexican restaurants, you cook for me, I cook for you. <laughs> That's really beautiful, you know, like I really appreciate our, mm -hmm. our, our friendship and it have definitely has been built from, from that thing that you mentioned, like we accept our differences, like <laughs> we, are, we are so different, obviously, right? But we kind of like accept that, like it's okay, we, we are from very different wars but we you know like encounter here and that's that's really amazing yeah she's amazing guys <laughs> <laughs> thank you um was there a moment when you wanted to quit like everything you know like left everything even either london or, or australia and just come back to china well i think there were some emotions breakdowns when i feel lonely abroad when I feel I was away from families yeah definitely I want to go back to China but I think when I f feel like my life is on the right track where I have a work that I'm passionate about where I have area I want to go into which takes time I just slow down I so yeah for now I don't think I'm gonna go back that soon to my country but who knows in the future maybe i will go back uh, in china into china and who knows yeah so what's what's next for you like you planning to stay longer in in london or would you like to move to another country i think in the next two or three years uh, it, i will stay here which gives me the time to learn something on the job and continue my career, build up my connections here. And I really want to settle down here. But after 
two or three years, I will see how it goes in life. <laughs> you well, might as well find the love of your life. <laughs> yeah, to be open-minded about what's happening and what life will bring you into life. Oh, that's really beautiful. Uh, I wanted to thank you for for coming all the way over to here because I know you you, you live like far, far away from here. It took you some time to arrive, so I appreciate that your time no worries my pleasure i'm glad to be here and thank you miras you are amazing <laughs> no thank you for sharing your story it's really inspirational uh i i, I feel like i just learned something new about you and that's really great <laughs> so now let's go and have fun and uh thank you guys for for listening to this episode uh, i'm really excited uh, that i had lee today um, and i'll see you guys next time bye bye bye